0: Welcome to the LSL Podcast. I'm Derek McKenna and I'm joined as always by Andy McNulty. Andy, how are you? How was the weekend?
1: Yeah, all good Derek. Yeah, thanks very much. It was um, quite enough now obviously with the weather but yeah, happy enough. Did you just have a game over the weekend? We had on Friday night. Ah, right. Uh, yeah. Talker Rovers away in the Metro.
0: Oh, actually, yeah, you actually you can give us a little uh, update on that in a moment when we talk about the big games in the weekend. Um, but on tonight's podcast, episode number 11, uh, we'll have the usual roundup of the big games um, from the past weekend, and we'll also have a preview of this coming weekend's big games. We also have an interview with St. Pat's CY Secretary Dave Nolan about big developments at the Rings End Club. And as well as that, we have uh, the Charlie Cattle Cup semi final draw, the FEI Junior Cup draw. Um, and we'll be discussing some issues raised by listeners on Twitter during the week. So, a lot to cover, Andy. Um, but we will kick off by jumping into the big games that happened this past weekend. Perhaps even give us a quick update on on how your own game went on Friday.
1: Yeah, so, um, as is mentioned, Friday night against Talca Rovers, um, they're a 1A side. Um, they're currently sitting second. And, to be honest with you, they, Probably consider themselves uh, unlucky not to take something. At least go to extra time. Um, we had a really, really young side out that night. We had um, a couple of debutants, and yeah, it, it was a, it was a tough game for us. Now we we kind of controlled it near the end because obviously they, they went down to ten men. Um, it was a last man uh, challenge professional fell as they used to be known. Um, One of our lads was true on goal and and the defender just kind of cut across him and unfortunately, ref had no option but to send him off. So it gave us a bit of a breather with 20 minutes to go. I think we only had two subs on the night. Uh, It was a tough, tough game, but what I would say is that Tolka side is a very, very good, well-oiled, well-drilled team. I can see them, if they can stick the team together and maybe add one or two in, in certain positions, they'll be... Definitely a team challenging um, for another promotion next year. I know they're they're sitting second, and in the, in, they should go up. And um, that's a tight enough league down there with Collinstown and Willow Park, but they should go up based on what I seen on Friday night. Anyway.
0: Yeah, um, they seem to have a, the makings of a good young side uh, there, as far as I can recall, the the manager who's there, um, and his name just escapes me at the moment, but he's a, he's a former, um, I think it's Elliot Morgan actually, I think his name is, and he used to be with St. Kevin's, and a lot of players he worked with at St. Kevin's years ago um, came across with him, so he's, he's um, worked. Um, where a lot of the players at skillboy level and they need to talk a lot of them through to to, to uh sorry to talk overs. So um good win there for yourselves. Um if we look at some of the other big games we highlighted a few on last week's podcast to look forward to. Uh, one of the ones we we highlighted was um St Kevin's against Cardiff. Um and we mentioned that because uh we, we had said St Kevin's were um had five games in hand over Kilbarrake United and they needed to win all those to draw level uh, at the top of the senior 1B. Well, I've been raving about Cardiff for, for weeks. I'm sure you'll remember, Andy, that they've had some really uh, kind of unfortunate losses and very close results um, when they played us. Even though um, there was one game we beat them 5-0, but they were brilliant in that game. Um, another game where we, we drew with them recently, um, and they actually went out and beat St. Kevin's um, last Friday night, uh, four goals to one, which was a bit of a shock result. Cardiff at the very end of the table, struggling uh, in a kind of a relegation battle. St. Kevin's riding the crest of a wave, kind of playing um, uh, some really good football lately and expected to win that game. Um, so, you know, big setback for St. Kevin's. Uh, they would have been hoping to win that one. But great result for Cardiff as they battle against the relegation there. And if there's some cracking goals in that game, I'll encourage anybody to go watch the video. It's available on St. Kevin's um, Twitter feed and their Facebook as well, I believe. Some really brilliant goals in that game. Well worth to watch. Um, and the other kind of big game in that division was uh, our own Cabaric United against Larkview. Um, and we, we uh, won that game 2-1 on the night. Um, again, you can see the video of that game. A um, couple of cracking goals and that free kick from uh, Adam Fox an our so at Larkview equalised with a, a grey headed goal it's uh, well worth watching and then uh, an Aaron Humphreys goal for us uh, won the game I think with about 20 minutes to go um, so th- those videos are available online um, if we look towards uh, Sunday Andy there was uh, another one we flagged in the in the Cattle Cup quarterfinal
1: yeah it was um, sort of Liffys have been used to going out to, to Colester. I think they played in the Fei Intermediate in the round before um, and brought them to a replay but it wasn't to be for them in the Cal Cup quarters this time they were comprehensively beaten with um by five goals to one their own Fowler, Josh Scully, Mick Kelly, um with the goals and um Stephen Chambers and uh I mentioned Josh Scully there already. So look it's it's a it's a big win for Colester. They're on they're on really good form at the moment so and the opposite end of the spectrum, Liffys are on a bit of a on a downward spiral at the moment. So they need to just kind of pick up a couple of results for themselves now, get back yeah. to league action and um, really focus on, on trying to stay in the division.
0: Who got the Liffys goal there?
1: Um, um, I did skip over that deliberately, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm going to say Nika Kalandarishvili. Okay. So I'll leave
0: it. At that a good way. effort. That's a
1: good effort there. <laughs> <laughs> I know we should just it over that.
0: That's why I had to ask. Um, other other big games that we flagged um, was uh, uh, Bangor GG against Eden Derry, and the reason we flagged that was because obviously Bangor up the top end of the table, um, and I believe they drew their la- their previous game, um, so they kind of needed a good result in this game to, to keep up the pressure on Malahoyed. Um but it ended a two-all draw. Um, goals for. I think they're eating Derry goals at the Andy, Jack Foran and... Uh, yeah, uh, both uh, yeah. Uh, we didn't see the, the who the Bangor goal scorers were, but um, a 2-2 draw there. So it does kind of... Uh, Bangor, a couple of kind of draws, um, but... Uh, and we'll touch on it towards the end of the, the show when we preview the games. They have a big game coming up this weekend at the top of the table, um, which they'll obviously be hoping uh, to get a good result in. Um what was the other the other one in the senior one uh, which we flagged there was two actually big games in the senior one. Uh, if you want to talk about those, Andy.
1: Yeah, I believe um Sacred Heart Fairhouse Clover versus Home Farm. That was first and third uh going into that into that game. McEntee for Home Farm um opened a scoring before Darren Forsyth levelled it up, which um from all accounts online there it seemed to be a fairly um even even affair. I believe the the weather played its its conditions um, really badly. So you know, obviously, you know it's 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 a pity because it's such an important game for both teams. Um, but look, a, a, a fair result probably by the by the sounds of it, one all draw.
0: Yeah, neither side so kind of opened up a gap as such on the other teams with that draw. So I, I think kind of a result that other teams around them would have been happy to see, um, and kind of. You know, speaking of other teams around them the other game uh, that we flagged was Lucan against Killenamara second against Fort um and Killenamara coming off the back of that uh, defeat in the FAO Intermediate Cup um against Colester last Kearney last week uh, another loss and the 2-1 uh, to to Lucan uh, in this game which puts is that Lucan gone top
1: or yeah that's them top of the division now i think Killenamara still have a couple of games in hand and you know are still within touching distance but as I mentioned, or as we mentioned on previous um, episodes, we just kill the managers need to be careful that they, they need to pick up the form again, you know, before um before the other teams start racing away.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure they'll be disappointed with the blip over the last couple of weeks, two losses in a row after they've been uh, putting such a good run together up until that point. But with, with the amount of talent uh, in that team, and we've discussed this on previous shows, um, you would expect them to be up, up and there about going uh, in the... Promotion places this season, and um, the final game that we kind of uh, flagged to look out for. Um, well, there was a few others, but they were called off because of the weather, obviously. Um, but the other one was uh, Airfield against Ardmore Rovers in the Senior One B, and Airfield uh, putting a good win in there, three-one with goals from Jerry Carroll, Dylan Bourne, and Al Connor. And um, that was a fourth versus fifth game, but it puts Airfield in a kind of a good position now. And um, I think I was mentioning to you early on, Andy, that I, I think there's four teams going up from the Senior 1 this year because um, there's a space up in um, in, in Senior 1A because of uh, intercorpal pulling out last year. Um, so I think four go up this year. So the, there's a kind of a big battle going on there when you look at the league table for all of those kind of sitting from um, second toward fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh uh, all have chances of, of, even probably goes further down than that, have chances of going up and getting promoted this year. So um it's well yeah it keep makes for interesting
1: it Yeah, absolutely yeah and I, I know I've mentioned it a number of times but when when it gets to this stage of the season when we've got next month we're going to have mid-se- uh, mid-week games and stuff like that you know that those teams you'll see someone that goes on a bit of a run will all of a sudden be in the hunt and then someone will drop out of it so it'd be interesting to see you now I'll keep an eye on that uh, over the coming weeks Definitely.
0: Um, right. so that's the roundup of, of the weekend's games. I'm, look, uh, we say this every week. I'm sure there was loads of games that were we, that were brilliant games that we've missed out on there in that roundup. Um, so if you do want us to kind of feature your game in our little roundup each week, send us on a little uh, message on Twitter or so. Give us the goal scores and, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll definitely give it a shout out. Um, a little earlier, Andy, we, we yourself and yourself spoke to Dave Nolan, who was the, the uh, secretary of St. Patrick's CY. Down in rings end. Um, so let's have a listen to that interview now, and then we'll, we'll come back with some other content straight after that. Dave Nolan, Secretary of St Patsy Y FC. Welcome to the LSL Podcast.
2: Lads, how you doing? Uh, thanks for having me on.
0: Glad to be here. Pleasure to have you on, Dave. So, Dave, you've been involved with Patsy Y for a long time now, as long as I can remember. Anyway, but how how long exactly have you been with the club, and how did you firstly get involved?
2: Um well I've been with the club since two thousand and two. Um so eighteen years this year. Um and it was quite of a chance meeting really. I am <clears throat> not um I'm from the north side so of the city actually. And um I was at the time from around two thousand to two thousand three I was <coughs> doing a bit of part time bar work um for a friend of mine. And one of the pubs that we they had a lease on at the time was the Georgetown House and it was called the Sea Point House at the time and just still walking in there and um, actually the, the ladies now my wife um come walking there and um, i was in there one sunday morning working, i used to work a saturday and sunday night <coughs> in the pub and i was asked to do a day shift one, one weekend and the lads from the CY committee and I, I didn't know much about say Pat CY at the time Um my football and sort of knowledge at that stage would have been um, you know my passion for the international team for starters um, I kinda of, I went to a lot of the League of Ireland games around that time a couple of my friends were playing League of World football and I'd had been briefly involved with, with Sheriff Schoolboys uh, just because my younger brothers had played them. and um, so I didn't know a whole lot about the the intermediate um intermediate football or, or junior football in, in general. And I met the few lads, yeah, uh, two, two the lads from the committee, um, Patrick Healy, Patrick as he's known, and um Patrick O'Keefe, um, were in having a points and just got chat them and they said to be a player ourselves, not really, I was, I was never really much of a player myself, but I said, I have a brother who, you know, would, would be some player, might, might bring him down, and it kind of went from there, we, we went to, myself and the younger brother went to three season that year, and, um, you know, it basically went on from there, we we um, joined the club, and haven't really looked back to the but I've been there ever since, and Tom, who was, um, who was playing himself, was retired uh, from playing only about three years ago, and um he's still involved now, we're thirty fives. But yeah, so that's 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 how it came about. And I've been sort of um sort of at it ever since and i was mostly committee work that I've been doing. And I played in Saturday Side when we were in the lower divisions, but that was that was that would be been my level. But as Sacricide went went up through the divisions, um I kinda of fell away from playing and but I was always kind of a more of a committee type person and um I got involved with helping uh, Johnny Healy He was our secretary for, for twenty years. And sort of shadowed Johnny for a long time and took over then from him in 2015 when he uh, he decided to step back from, from secretarial duties.
0: So yes, a long time. A long time. So there's been, uh, if we look kind of more recently, there's a lot of exciting things going on around the club. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. I, I've seen a bit online, obviously, around the new clubhouse and there's a new uh, women's team. And I'm sure there's other stuff going on. So talk to us a little bit about, about uh, how what, what's happening at the moment
2: so we we got some funding um, we got fairly significant funding um it was granted in 2007 2017 um for a new clubhouse we <clears throat> It comes from the uh something that's called the community games fund and it's it's co- the company um who who built the incinerator ring End, which in Peback, which had a lot of opposition over the years, and they developed this fund as opposed to to uh, the help of local sports clubs and, and community groups and um it was a way of appeasing the local community to some degree and we had um made an approach initially on our own um uh, for funding to build a clubhouse because it's something that we you know for as long as i've been involved with in the club it's always been a you know a bugbear that we didn't have one because the, the club had originally been part of the cyns which is in the middle of the rings there and the, the buildings just across from the um the lower down rings end when they broke away from cyns back in the early 80s i think it was they, they didn't have a clubhouse of their own there was only two the redevelopment of Irish Town Stadium back in 2004 that we had the facilities that we had use of at the moment but it was always something that we kind of wanted was to have our own you know our own building our own facility that we could um, we'd have more control over and um, so we made an application a few years ago that particular application was rejected but they came back and they suggested that um, we we put through a joint application with Crusaders Athletic Club who are based on Irish Town Stadium uh, so the two of us got together and um, two clubs and we so we had an application, you know, the, uh, Derek Belden, our chairman, uh, Patrick Healy, our treasurer, and uh, Peter Dowling, one of the other committee guys, they, they were treated it all the work. And um, a lot of Crusaders, and we got, we got funded then. The funding was for 1.6 million um, to build this this new, and um, sort of an, ex- it's an extension to the original stadium, but it will be our our own building. And um, the vast majority of that funding was kind of pointed towards the football side of it. So we had the, we had the lower ground of, of the building. Um, which is fully fitted out, will be fully fitted out with um, four dressing rooms, uh, referees' dressing room, a committee room, a physio room, you know, all all the things you, you would need to run a club out of it. And then the, the upper level is, uh, will belong to that that's Crusaders' um, area. And that's just a large cavity that will have an indoor um, run of tracks as far as an old that's the plan for that. So, um, so we're looking at getting delivery of the case in mid-May and we'll have it ready to go for the start of the new season. So it's a, it's a big, big, big deal for us.
0: Yeah, I've seen some of the plans um, online, uh, obviously what you've put out there your, yourselves, and it looks really impressive. Just, uh, was it difficult to work with that other kind of athletic club and then um, to kind of put in a joint application? Because I, I've seen other clubs doing that recently, putting in joint applications with other clubs to get community facilities. That's question number one. And then just around um, getting kind of planning permission on Town Stadium, was that a, another process in itself from Dublin City Council, or what way did that work?
2: Well, the council were, were very much, um, you know, behind us all the way. Uh, when, when ourselves at Crusaders came together and, and approached the council. I mean, they're going to benefit from it in the sense that they'll the the building will be we'll, we'll make it available for them to use as well. You know, when they have big events on, for example, uh, Orsham Stadium is going to be a base now for the for all the stewards and stuff for um, uh, the Euro 2020 games in Dublin. And if if the building is ready to go, um, you know, they might need to use it for you know people. Golden Fleece or Cup Tea or whatever they they might want to use it for. So they were behind. They were behind the project from the outset, and uh, we have a, a a lease on on the on the on the um, on the ground itself. You know, on the the land that that's been used. You know, the 25 year lease, or, or I think it is. And um, yeah, so they were fine, um, and they they've been you know backing us really up to the hilt, really all the way. So and um, it wasn't as difficult as it might as it might sound. I mean, the planet mission, I think, was was straightforward enough, um there wasn't any, any major objections that I'm aware of. Um, the only uh thing that the delayed it was um there's a there's a kind of a conservation team that goes on around that area with, with geese landing. Geese land on the, on the stadium pitch actually all the time during, during the season, during the, the geese uh, season. And uh, there had to be a sort of an environmental study done to make sure there was no major impact on, on their flight path and stuff like that. But um other than that it was fairly straightforward. And once the funding was um, allocated, we, you know, we went to an architect got plans drawn up and, um, like I say, 2017. The end of 2017, so we got the funding, um, kind of confirmed, and we started the build. I think it was around October, November time. So it's been a fairly big build since then. So
0: I I think I asked this question. I think I asked you the question, Dave, uh, on Twitter a few months ago. Yeah. I, I think I recall this anyway. I asked you about the actual pitch in Orish Town Stadium because I assumed with the building of the new clubhouse that you'd be actually using the p- pitch going forward. But I think you said to me that you're going to continue to use the Astro and the pitch. I know the pitch is available to you guys, but it's not something you use quite regularly, is it? Uh,
2: we don't, but we will be. Um, our latest team are going to play on the pitch, the grass pitch, and so will the over 25 so We've amalgamated with cool. it. And it's Irish Town FC, so um, the, it needs a bit of work. So the Dublin City Council are going to um, put some work into the pitch. It, it's been a problematic pitch really from day one. The original stadium uh, before they redeveloped it back in 2004 was um, it was built on reclaimed land, and I think it was built in the 50s. And uh, as far as I know, there was a plan for it to be an actual a national stadium because it had a, a concrete terrace going around the perimeter of it. Um, and, but it was sinking. But the old pitch was sinking, and the land was quite unstable. And when it was redeveloped, they built a, a, a sand-based pitch, which turned out to be problematic because it's just constantly dry all the time. It never it doesn't hold water, so it was always a very difficult surface to use and to play on. And we did play on it sort for of the first. I mean, when, when they were redeveloping original Stadium, that's what gave us the, supposed to go ahead really back in the early nineties to sort of um, chase intermediate football. The club was a junior club for for you know the previous you know seventy odd years and um, had won everything you could win in junior football and the, the plan was to get into intermediate football but we wouldn't have had the facilities to do that until the stadium itself was actually redeveloped and when when it was redeveloped we did play on the, the grass pitch for the first few years um up until around I think around two thousand nine ten when they when they built the Astro then the original astro and um, so and um, that was it was resurfaced about two years ago. And we moved on to that, and primarily because it has floodlights, uh, and you can you know do Friday nice football. It's more favourable, I think, for a lot of the players. It gives them their weekends, you know, and it's just been something that we've done ever since. But we would like to maybe, maybe in the in the, the long term, look at possibly moving back in there. We don't know. It's, it hasn't. It's not something that we've discussed. But it's, it's it certainly would be more. It would make more sense given the clubhouse is pretty much you know right, right behind the pitch, you know. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, okay. Dave. Um, just just quick one. Obviously, um, a lot going on with the club at the moment, and it's it's great to see. And do you do you find that there's a lot of support from the the locals around the area? Um, you know, obviously, it's it's a big it's a big step in the. In the right direction in my eyes for the club, and it's great. You'll be able, hopefully, be able to attract players and stuff like that with new facilities. And as you say, mm-hmm. playing on Friday nights is a big attraction for players. But from a local community point of view, do you do you see the support there from from people coming out to watch or even giving a dig out with um with,
2: with behind the scenes stuff? Well, yeah, and um, especially in, in more recent times, uh, since we've announced the you know um, the interpretation of a ladies' team and and getting together with the story players, I think we've we've, um, we've garnered more sort of, you know, local support. Um, because the support of the football in mean, then is a little bit, it's a bit fractured at times, there's a lot of different, different clubs um, and people have their, the clubs that they support and And it's it's very, there's a lot of kind of rivalry that goes on within the area. But um, definitely, um, you know, the, the clubhouse and, and the social media activities that we've been doing around it to, to promote it. We've definitely seen, um, you know, a lot of goodwill and um, towards you know with what the club is doing, and we want to um, immerse ourselves probably a bit more in the community than they, maybe we had been previously. And yeah, it's it's it, we as you said yourself, it's, especially when, we're, when we were in the senior division. Unfortunately, we're not at the moment. But when we were in the top division um, up to last season, you know, we get good crowds down there. People come down and and, and support the local localites, and we've always mostly been um, a club that would have. Mostly local players, and um, that's something that we are sort of changing a little bit now. And um, we are seeing more players come from, from outside. But um, yeah, it's the, the community is right behind us, and, um, and it's been great. It really has. Just from a sort of a
1: a development, um, like a going forward, a future plan. Is there is 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 St Pat's C Y? Is it going to expand even further? Because obviously. Big plans in in facilities wise, and you're you're taking on a women's team and stuff like that. Have you got any other plans that you might be able to let us in on, or um, any non-top secret plans that you might have?
2: Um, well, we would be going down Skillboy we'll, because um, we, we don't want to. Uh, you know, there's no point. To Cambridge are already there in, in the area, but we do have a, a very strong uh, relationship with Cambridge. Cambridge skill Skillgirl Club in in the area, so. I suppose, possibly, you know, <clears throat> to bridge the gap between players coming from, you know, schoolboy football to senior football, possibly number 19 might, might be something that we we'll look at in the future. Um, and again, we, we, we could never have thought of doing these things until we had the facility that we will have because original Stadium itself is at capacity. You know, there isn't, there isn't enough room in, in terms of dressing them, facilities for any more, any more clubs or any additional teams. So it's not something that we have plans for next season but certainly, um, as things, you know, improve over the next couple of years, and <clears throat> especially at Cambridge, because they've got a lot of young sides at the moment that are coming through. And our, our manager, our first-year manager David Cassidy, he's heavily his his father, <clears throat> and he himself is heavily involved to Cambridge. And, and there's, you know, there's some good, you know, good lads coming through, and, and even even girls coming through that we would like to uh, sort of uh, bring into, into our club over over the next few years. So yeah, we want to we want to grow. With them, rather than yes. yeah, trying to do our own team at skill by level. But yeah, we our our plan really obviously is to get back into top levels, and um, probably won't happen this season. We've probably left ourselves a, bit, a little bit too much work to do, but to get back up there and, and and you know be that constant um, you know team that we were for eight years in the senior division, and you know attract the best players from around the the local area and and beyond. So that that is the plan is to get back into the top level of the football.
0: That's good to hear. That's great good. to hear, yeah. Uh, Dave, I think what you're seeing today, we, we um, on Twitter we were talking about um, the importance of having a good committee in place at a football club and it always has uh, struck me that there is a really good committee in place uh, down in Patsy. Boy, I know um, Andy has mentioned when you go down there uh, to watch a game, there always seems to be a lot of people around, familiar faces as such. What are some of the, the kind of the most important things about having a good, strong committee in place, and then some of the challenges that you face at times as well.
2: Well, you know, I'm sure that you're, you're now involved with Kilbarcher, so I'm sure you'll you know yourself, and certainly Andy will, um, that it's a certain type of person you know is needed to, to do committee work. You know, it's not it's not for everyone, and you know we <clears throat> we've been looking at players that, that we right now that have been where for years, and you can almost pick them out straight away the ones that would be potentially, you know, future committee members and, and the ones that you know, won't, you know. So, but yeah, we've, we've got 10 on our National Senior Day Committee. <clears throat> We're going to grow now to, we've got three new committee members for the ladies, <clears throat> And then, um, excuse me, take some water here for a And we've got um, the committee that's already in, in place for the uh, the over thirty five So we've actually grown from 10 to, to 18 committee members, which is a lot. Um, we've had to do a bit of a sort of a uh, put a bit of a structure in place and you know put people in various positions where they can, they can do you know where their strength is and what, what, they're, what they're good at. So, but yeah, it is very important. We've like I said we've 10 guys that have been a constant number that we've had for as long as I've been around the club, and you do need that. I mean, you've got your training lights, you've got people, you need people to go down and open up the, 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 you know, the lock up, get all the gear out you need people to, to drive for to matches, you need people to uh, wash the gear, there's just tons of things that go on, you know, from a secretary point of view, you know, there's a lot of the paperwork that has to be, you know, sorted out early in the season and during the mid-season. You've got fei.net now, which is a bit of a, a minefield in itself. Um, you know, our chairman would be very, very much involved in the, in the day-to-day one of the club. Um, and then our treasurer, I mean, we've definitely one of the best in the business, he's, you know, <clears> the <throat> the funding is very important and you know, he he's really been great over the years. and he's it's twenty odd years down there now, um, and keeping the club's finances, you know, in check and, and ensuring that we whenever are never in a situation where we're, we're vulnerable to being you know, to win lail funds. Um so there's always that that fundraising aspect of it is very important as well. So we have got guys on the committee who they're not afraid to, you know, go to local businesses and, and you know ask for ask for help and and that's what you need. You need people who who care
1: about it and have passion and want to uh, want to see the, the club succeed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's always nice to have those um those sort of people behind you, Dave. It's it it makes your life a hell of a lot easier, and it shares Absolutely. the burden. As you say, you know, like if there's ten on the committee, there um it does share the burden. As as we mentioned earlier on, there's it was it was uh it's sort of a. Unseen by the players, if you want, um, there are few that are, are aware of it, and others that either choose or maybe just choose to ignore it. I, I sometimes feel, but you know, it's it's definitely what's needed. They don't they don't realise the work that goes in behind the scenes, and you know, it's it's it's. I suppose it's just rewards for all the work that's been put in. Now they'll be able to go into a new facility and and hopefully. Um, successful teams going forward for, for CY down in in Rings End and that will make them feel all worthwhile, you know? Yeah,
2: you're dead right, like there's definitely you definitely have two different types of players. You've got the player who realises, you know, the people like myself and Glance still in the background and you've got other players who just kind of, you know, come and go and um play their football, don't really take much interest in what's going on in the background. But so um yeah, it's 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 really, really important. It, it goes without saying, and it's the same for every club. There's no there's no club that's running right now that doesn't have a good committee in the background because so he wouldn't he wouldn't survive if he didn't have that. Um, and, you know, for those clubs that don't survive, it's probably because for whatever reason, um, people have lost interest. And You don't have, like I mentioned earlier, you don't have the passion for it. Because, you know, for me, like when I'm in work on a Friday afternoon I start switching off from, from work duties, and I'm thinking about the match that night. I'm thinking about the Saturday match the following day. And I'm excited, you know, to go to the games. And um, for what may may happen, you know, how, will, will we do well or whatever? And, you know, we've had we've had a very barren period of time. Um, we went through a, a period from about 2005 to I think 2014, where you know, I think we, we won something like 15 different titles. You know, across we had three teams for a while, and there were runners up in, in eight other competitions. We had quite, you know, we, did, we I think we had um, a couple of years where we had. Uh, with one particular season where we had three cup finals, you know, our tour team, second team and fourth team we all in a cup final and um and so we kinda of hit a season around two thousand and fourteen which we reached into the media cup semi final and we were beaten by U C D. And we sort of we haven't really done a whole lot since then. So the rewards that, you know, you get at the end of each season usually or you're hoping will be, you know, Cup final or, or win the league. We haven't seen that for quite some time. But it hasn't happened um, our enthusiasm to keep going. And hopefully those time, those good times, come around again. Like you know, times like the senior cup final in two thousand twelve, the metro final in two thousand fourteen. You know, we haven't had those kind of uh, occasions over the last five six years, but we keep going. We keep trying to, to grow the club and develop the club, and hopefully we'll see those those um, better times. You know, come back to us over the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I suppose leading into the next question from myself, um, Dave is. You know, obviously you've castled there in charge. Um, mm-hmm. Just it's a, a little bit too much to do, maybe for a promotion this year. But obviously, good foundations to build on for next year. Um, it's it's by no means um, impossible. But I think you're um, you're you're a few points off uh, the top top three in senior one at the moment if yeah. taken off to, to start to claw back the, the difference but again as I said it's not impossible the lads won't be giving up on it but um how do you feel the season has kind of gone have you been happy enough with it considering um you know you've 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 come down from the senior senior division um was it last yeah. year the year before No last year last year yeah yeah so obviously it's it's you know it would be very difficult to come straight back up but um yeah you've obviously put a good footing in this season.
2: Yeah, well, be, we were relegated last, last season on the last night. Um, if, if you remember, um, it was quite bizarre, actually, because we, we would have been... Um, we certainly wouldn't have been favourites at that stage on the night to go down, but the way the results went, um, I think you guys went down to Newbridge and <coughs> got fairly heavily beaten by Newbridge, so they needed to make up a fairly significant goal difference to overtake us. They did. Um, and Colester lost at home to Ballymone. We were people and Cromwell. were were you know, trying to finish up their invincible season and they beat us players? It was probably three on the league. Um, and we went down, we went down a goal difference. Um, it was very, it was, it, was, it was weird, it was bizarre. Um, it took a few weeks to get over it, but we did um, and we sort of said, right, okay, um, you know, that's happened. We're now down a senior one. It's time to, to put some plans in place for, for next season. So, um, we hired company Adam um, um, during the summer uh and uh, so David David Cassidy had been um, <clears throat> Alan's assistant for the previous couple of years, um, put himself forward to take on the, on the role and have a guy called Daniel Lawler involved in the club um, he's been with us for a couple of seasons. And they, they went out and started looking for players. And um, we, we lost a few players because of the relegation. Um, obviously just some of the guys felt that they, they wanted to still play in the senior division and, and some of them went down to Liffey's and wanna see what has went elsewhere. So we really had to rebuild. Um, because we had the core of our kind of local lads that you know probably wouldn't play anywhere else anyway, and we had to kind of build a side around them. Uh, we've got we've got a really decent side together, and um, we've been been inconsistent. We had a very poor defeat at home to Swords last Friday week, which was um, it was on the night with a really stormy night that night, and it kind of it just, we didn't get to grips with the conditions, and Swords did, and, and they beat us, and that was it. That was a real blow to our uh hopes because we, we had a won that game we actually would have would went ahead of um Kill the Manor. and they would have had games in their hand, but you know, points on the board We would have been into um, fourth place. And then you know, because we beat beaten home farm in the previous game. So we've had good results against the sides that are you know, are at the top in the top four. Like at the moment it's looking like Sakrahard are to are going to win the league fairly handy. Um <clears throat> Luca would probably set a second. So there's a the third spot for grabs between kill the man in the home farm and maybe we can get ourselves back into the women. we they're playing home farm on Friday night up in Moby Road so um that's a big one for us. We'd really if we don't win that match, you know, I think it's it's be really important for this season. But um you never know. we can put a we can put some sort of a run together which we haven't done this season. We haven't won more than two games in a row this season. And um, so we'd have to do something that we haven't done yet this season in order to to put ourselves to the contention. But I think, you know, it doesn't happen this year um, we have the, the foundations of a really good squad there, and um, the lads will be looking to, to add to that in the summer and have a real goal at next season.
1: Good to hear.
0: Yeah, and just just looking at the like uh, in the position you're in at the moment in fifth, it doesn't look like all hope is is gone just yet. And it, like by by most team standards, like I know you've you've lost six this season, and um, that's kind of what you would hope to lose over the, the full space of the season. But there's still there's always hope there, I guess, one of the other sides above you may go on a bad run as well um, and you could go back into it. So, uh, I, I think what's been impressive this year from from my perspective, from Patsy White, there's always the danger when you get relegated from the top division and you've seen it happen with other clubs before that they go into free yeah. fall and start going down to through to the division. So, I think it's nice to see that the the ship has steadied somewhat uh, and you're still up the top end of the table competing. Yeah, definitely, it was something we were very confident of sort
2: the summer, you know, that you know that that can happen and it does happen. And um, when we were coming up to the intermediate divisions ourselves, kind of at the at the end of around 2008, 2009, when we were climbing up from from junior football. We seen other clubs kind of come a good way, pass us, boy, if you like, you know. And um, clubs that would have been you know top sides in in their day, you know. Um, like one really good example, probably would be some club like Whitehall Rangers, they were they were top uh, senior sides, you know, 15. 20 years ago and now they're, I they're playing in, in the tour division of the AOL or something like that now at the moment so they might only have a 25th team so it can't happen. Um, and we were very conscious that sort of that during the summer and we made really huge efforts to, uh, to galvanise everybody involved in the club and make sure that we, we weren't in that situation and you know there were, there were worrying times you know, when you see players you know, leaving and are not, not coming back for pre-season you know you, you just wonder if it's going to go but there there's enough good people in the club to to make sure that didn't happen. And like like you mentioned, we we might might happen for us this season. I don't think our form um, is probably good enough. Has been good enough to get us up there. And the three sides that are probably going to be promoted, and um, that be Hart, uh, Kilman, Anna and Lugan You know have been the three best sides in the league. So you know at this at this moment in time, they, those three would, would deserve to go up. Um, but things could change, you know yourself. So. We'll see
0: what happens. Definitely, um, Dave. Lick we we want to thank you for coming on the show tonight, and we do. wish you the best of luck going forward uh, this season and beyond, and best of luck with the new um, the new clubhouse, etc. So, thanks so much for coming on the
2: show. Thanks, yeah, Dave. Yeah, thanks, to I'm Just like to say, to say, I really enjoyed this to the podcast myself. Um, I think it's really been it's been a great. The Leicester City league are you know they're always very supportive of doing new kind of proactive things, and this is just another example of, of what they do. So. Uh, so fair play to the league for, you know, facilitating the, the podcast, and, and the two you are doing a great job. So best look luck for the future.
0: Cheers, Dave.
1: Thanks, Thanks nice Dave. See you later. Thanks, Dave Bye.
0: Okay, that was Dave Nolan there from uh, St. Patsy. Obviously, a lot of good work going on down there, Andy. I think uh, we spoke about this earlier ourselves. They, they seem to have a really strong committee structure in place down there. Um, I think they've mentioned there's 18 lads on the committee in total, which I, I found to be phenomenal. Um, I know out in of we, we when you're taking our schoolboy and senior section, I think we have about seven on the committee. So it's you know uh, to, to be getting 18 lads onto a committee there shows a huge level of dedication.
1: Yeah well I think I I mentioned it during the interview that it, it's it's sure of to shares the burden and it's good that they do have volunteers there because it is a ta- it's it's absolutely thankless task for anybody it's I've I've done it now for 2 years um with with Bluebell and I tell you it's it's very hard it's very hard to keep yourself motivated it's very hard to keep going and I know exactly what people go through in those roles. And I have to say, fair play to them. They're getting everything in in order down in, in Ring's End. They've got the new facilities coming on board. They have a new women's team there, which they've really pushed over the, the last few weeks on social media. And it's getting really, really good traction. So hopefully that's a, a club on the up in the Lancet Senior League. They were obviously in the top division for quite a while and they were very successful um, in the past so 15, 20 years or so. So hopefully they can return back up there and and become a, a become a successful team again.
0: Definitely. I can't believe you you forgot that it was you you that got that got them sent down <laughs> by losing. Well, technically it was not <laughs> us, sports. Yeah. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> um, now it was a, it was a combination of results that night, obviously, but um, it it was a strange way they went down last season, and I'm yeah, it was, it was to, very unfortunate, uh, very unfortunate, and I, I think like like uh, Dave said, it would have took a while to get over and. Um, but look, they seem to have put strong foundations in place um, to, to get back up. So we wish, to, wish them the best of luck going forward this season. Um, moving on, we have uh, actually news kind of just in. Uh, the draw for the Charlie Cattle Cup uh, semi-finals was done this evening. Um, so we have Ballymun United or St Moctus against Minute University Town. And then the other semi-final will be Calester Duny Kearney. Uh, versus Glenville or Newbridge Town. So uh, one of the the flagship Cups of the the, uh, Leinster Senior League. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I know there's uh, a few games to be played. I think they're earmarking those fixtures towards the end of March. Um, So we'll we'll see how that uh, progresses. There was another uh, big draw done uh, this past week. Um, I think we we mentioned it on last week's show. Uh, The FEI Junior Cup quarter-final draw was done um, and uh, strew up some interesting draws for the Lenzer Senior League sides. So, so um, Rush Athletic uh, facing a way trip down to Galway to face Athlone Roy. Um, you have uh, Oliver Vaughan Celtic um, facing an even longer trip over to Westport United and then Usher Celtic are a home to either Goury Rangers or Castlebar Celtic. Um, in the in the quarterfinals there, uh, the other the other toy in the quarterfinals there is Killarney Celtic against Fairview Rangers, um, and then if uh, if the um, the sides progress, um, the semi-final draw has also been done. So that would be Killarney or Fairview versus Attenroy or Rush. And then Westport or Oliver Vaughan versus Usher Celtic or Garry Rangers or Castlebar Celtic. So potentially a semi-final clash with the inner city sides, uh, Oliver Vaughan Celtic and Usher Celtic there. I know a few people were hoping that would be the final, um, but yeah. um, if it does pan out and the both sides win, they will face each other in the semi-final. So a uh, potential huge toy there for, for the Lens Senior League.
1: Not to rule anyone out there, but um, if that was the case, I think we'd have to make it our business to to go along to that to watch that game. O'Sharam oh, sure, and Oliver Bond. I, I see there's been a lot of um sort of traction online about it already, you know. So I can only imagine to be. Stadium at capacity, I would imagine, for that. Game. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I've seen a few people saying they need the Hardy Viva uh, just just for
0: the semi-final there, with the <laughs> yeah, amount okay. of people to be going to that one, and it would be, you know, a, a potentially a very interesting clash there. Um, but look, they all they they all have to get over the, the quarter-final hurdle first, um, to see uh, how that pans out. Right. Um, looking forward to this weekend, Andy. We have uh, a few nice games to look forward to again. I'm going to emphasize these are just ones that we're kind of picking out from the fixtures. Um, there may be a load more that we're missing out on here. And again, if you kind of... Uh, I always flag it up on a, on a Monday uh, on Twitter and ask people to kind of let us know on, on topics to discuss. But if you think your game is going to be a good one, Uh, The coming weekend, maybe it's first versus second Or a good promotion battle or relegation battle Do let us know and we'll we'll feature those games On the podcast Um, So looking at Friday night Andy uh, We looked at the the senior one, there's a couple of uh, Games we have We mentioned Kill the Manor there on the back of those two losses In the Intermediate Cup and um, In the league and they also faced then League Slip United this Friday night So they'll be looking to get back to winning ways Um, I believe League Slip are in sixth place at the moment i need to just check the table for that though but um so that'll you know they're looking to kind of yeah they're in sixth they're looking to kind of uh, keep pushing on and keeping up the pressure on the top so it's killing them and i really need to get back to winning ways um to uh, maintain their run towards um the senior one uh, and the promotion chase um we also have uh you know, Dave mentioned on his interview there a moment ago, uh, Pat C. Woy are away to home farm this weekend. I think if if Patsy can win that game um, and put a run together, just, they, I know Dave was kind of saying that perhaps they, they may have let too many games go already this season. But if they win that one, it, it at least pegs home farm back a little bit and may give them a little bit of further hope. Obviously, home farm uh, chasing the title there, so they'll, they'll be looking for a win. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I might I might have actually done them a bit of a disservice there. It was only afterwards I was having a proper look at the league and um if I was in the position of the of the Patsy players, I, I don't think I'd be ruling anything out yet. It, as is, as I've mentioned numerous times, there's plenty to play for in this um in this division. There's loads of games to play, there's loads of games coming up and teams will drop points. So, you know, if they can put a bit of a run together, maybe um sort of fortify their home games. You know, you just don't know what will happen in, in these divisions. Anything can happen.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at that now. If if like, it, particularly home farm, they can they can definitely kind of catch up on. But like you know, it, it will be a battle for for that toward uh, the final spot if they're to get in. But if they did be home farm, and um, they still have two games in hand over home farm, but they would be um, how many points behind? Uh, probably six. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of permutations there. I know. Um, some teams can go on a run towards the end of the season, and you've mentioned it before once those summer games start coming in, you're playing two or three games a week, a lot can happen. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right, and so then, go. yeah, so yeah, yeah. moving so, on to senior 1B, Hearthstone, Huntsdown FC versus Ardmore Rovers, um, and St. Heaven's Boys against Larkview. This is your sort of territory again, um, yeah, then, uh, like how would Heart- they fixed?
0: Yeah, Hartstown are kind of back in the mix again um, after putting uh, together a few results. So they're up into fourth position at the moment. And like I mentioned, in this division, anything from from second down um, to as far as ninth uh, are really kind of battling for those uh, three or four promotion spots. So it, it kind of creates um a lot of interest in, in, in that division. Then you also have uh, St. Kevin's versus Larkview. St. Kevin's really need to win those games in hand that they have over... Uh, Kabarak United to go up, um, to move up the table. They've, you know, they've played a lot less games than everybody else, um. So they'll be looking to to bounce back from their defeat last week, um. So definitely worth looking out for those two results, uh, this coming Friday. Um, what about Saturday on the end? And to look forward to on Saturday?
1: Yeah, Derek, as you've mentioned already, there where uh, we've, I'm sort of conscious that we've, we've. Sort of focused on a lot on our Sunday divisions, um, and what I am trying to do is I'm trying to incorporate um, the, the Saturday divisions. And what I would do is I'd say um, I'd encourage anyone, as you've mentioned already, reach out and touch base with us and say, "Look, there's a, a game coming up on a Saturday." I have to be honest with you; it's not my area of expertise. But if you touch touch base with us and you let us know, or if you even want to come on and have a, a discussion about the league or about your club. I would encourage you to reach out to us. Um, And just some of the Saturday divisions that I've looked through um, this week, I've I've spotted there in Major 1B, uh, Railway Union versus UCD. Um, Railway are looking to put a bit of pressure on the teams above, um, Sheriff and Francis are both sitting at the top of 1B there at the moment so a big game for Railway, if they can put another win in there, they'll be right in the hunt again for, for um, definitely promotion, if not a, a title chase you know um, and then again in the major 1A Saturday, Seaford Rock are um, welcoming Collinstown, so that's a third versus a uh, fifth and both teams are still in in the hunt for promotion promotion there as well. So two big games on a Saturday divisions. Um I'm sure there are plenty more. They're the two that sort of jumped out on the fixtures that we had a, a scan of today. But again, I'd encourage anyone to reach out to us and just kinda of highlight the, the, the nature of the game to us and we'll we'll happily preview them on the game on the, the, the podcast. Sounds. Um, looking forward to Sunday. Big, big quarterfinal in the Charlie Cattle Cup.
0: Um, Ballymun United at home to St Moctis. Uh, you may recall, Andy, that in the league fixture, um, Ballymun against Moctis was a nil-all draw. Um, so, you know, Ballymun will be looking for a bit of an upset there. Um, so definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, other big games in the senior Sunday then um actually probably the biggest game of the weekend uh, banger uh, banger gg are at home to Malahide. that's second versus fourth in the top division that has the makings of a cracker and I, I I'd actually love to get over to that unfortunately we have a game on sunday morning so I won't be able to get to it but um I'd imagine you might get a big crowd to that one
1: yeah I'd say so um like Look, it's it's first versus second, so obviously, um, you know, it's going to attract a lot of attention anyway. But two teams that have been doing really well, as we mentioned earlier on, Banger on the back of two draws, will be looking to get back on a winning winning form. So they'll also be looking to knock Malahoy out and destroy it. they destroyed as well. They're they really need to be. They're really looking like they're they're kicking on a gear. So it's very interesting to see how this will go. It'll probably. I don't think it'll have. Too big of an outcome on the the end result of the title, but it will definitely give one side some uh, confidence going into the into the remainder of the game. So you just, as I said, um, it'll be a very good game, and I'm I'm probably going to miss it myself. But unfortunately,
0: yeah, I'm just looking at the table there. If if Bangor win, um, it puts them on 33 points, one point behind Malahide, but they'd have a game in hand. Um, so massive game for them they know uh, it's kind of one that they need to win so um, you know I'm sure there'll be a lot of focus on that game on Sunday, definitely worth to watch if you're looking to get out and catch a game Sunday morning hopefully if we don't have another storm this weekend because it seems to be uh, over the last four weeks we have a, a new storm every week so, um, I know, I know <laughs> so hopefully uh, the weather improves this weekend um, the other kind of big game that we earmark in the senior Sunday is Wayside against Eden Derry, um, that's 7th versus eight. Uh, and I wouldn't I'd be kind of reluctant to classify this as a relegation battle, but um, both sides on the kind of um, it's very bunched up the table, isn't it? Like So uh, both sides will know that they kind of need to keep on putting a bit of distance between themselves and th- those bottom three. So um, I'm sure uh, a win be huge for either of those sides. Um, neither of them yeah. are going to be challenging for the title, but they need to kind of put a bit of uh, breathing distance between themselves and the other side at the bottom of the table. So definitely one that will generate a bit of interest too. Um, then across in the in Senior 1B, um Verona against Castleknock. Verona haven't had a game in weeks. They keep they they they're have been scheduled for a lot of home games and their pitch keeps on getting called off, uh, simply because of either storms or uh, too much rain. And um, so they've been quite unlucky lately. So, um it's also kind of a big West Dublin derby. So I'm hoping that goes ahead this this Sunday. And um, the Verona games generally get a good crowd out to them. So hopefully they get to have a game this weekend. I think they've only played twelve league games so far, which is, um kind of well behind the other sides in the division. And then another one kind of in the major one Sunday, Baldoyle United against St. Paul's Artain. Um quite a big kind of north side derby there. And as far as I can recall, um I just need to check the table on this one now. But the um, St. Paul's Artain had a fairly flawless record of nine wins in a row um but lost their first game at the weekend. Um so I'm just going to yeah, they they lost the Balbriggan three-two at the weekend, so they'd won every game up to that point. So they're top of the table, and they face fourth place Baldoyle on on Sunday. So again, that one will uh, draw a big crowd there. Was there any other ones uh, to look out for? Or is that it, Andy? I
1: think Andy. that's us, Derek, Yeah, I think that's us.
0: Yeah, sounds. Um, the last thing we were going to touch on uh, on tonight's podcast was um, obviously we we kind of generated this new uh, feature called listeners' corner. Um, we I suppose we have about seven or eight eight minutes before uh, we want to wrap up on on the hour mark. So um, I know you were in a poll this week, Andy. Um, I let you actually talk about it, so uh, you you can do an introduction on that.
1: Yeah, I, I forget the origin of of my thought process behind yeah. this one. Uh, Think, thinking about playing,
0: retirement, Andy probably.
1: Yeah, possibly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was probably thinking about it after the game on Friday, yeah. After yeah. throwing one in. But um yeah, so the question to the to the Twitter people where what's the plan after or for retirement and the three twitter people were, i like that the twitter people yeah, was <laughs> sure sort of audience i was there for but, um, <laughs> yeah so we got 108 votes and um, which is not bad not bad and um 30% were saying they'd be going into management 31% would be going into coaching and 39% will be going into ret- enjoying their retirement so we well, for uh, that Yes and no. Um, I was I was actually surprised at the low number of people that would be going into retirement, and I was surprised at the high number that would be looking to go into management. Yeah. So I thought I thought coaching would have been more. Um, I I thought that would have been a greater number if I'm being honest with you. I thought. Um, Enjoy, enjoying retirement, I I was expecting that to be a little bit higher again. If I'm being being perfectly honest with you, because I think I mentioned it earlier on. On one of my tweets, the the commitment in the game, especially at amateur level, is is dying by the minute, and um, by players, by volunteers, by just across the lakes now.
0: You no, know actually, I would have liked to see on that, Andy, and the end. It's a PEM um, because it kind of leads into our next topic. It would have been good to see did anybody uh, after uh, for a retirement want to go on the committee level. Um, so it would have been an interesting one to put that up there and see if if anybody uh, had plans to move into committee level um, after the
1: yeah because you because you, you don't really see it Eric to be honest with you, yeah. um, like what I'm saying is players are retired much earlier. Um, their commitment levels aren't there, they're just not what they used to be. I I actually got a I got a um a message off a player who has played in the top division and has probably won everything in the game. And he actually said to me about the, the commitment levels across the board, it's just shocking. Um lads making excuses, all sorts of excuses why they're not training, um, you know, why they can't do this, why they can't do that. I just remembered I, I I can only really, it's its its a hard one because I think we mentioned it previously, whereas, you know, it is an amateur game. It's a, it's a hobby at the end of the day. So you give in sort of as much as you can. But I think if you are going to commit to something, you have to commit to it for the season or you have to give some level of commitment. You can't be just flying in and out um, as you please, I suppose. Um, I just think that's unfair for everybody and if that's the agreement that you have then that's fine and if that suits everybody that's fine but I think if you have a key player or a key person across the board in that club that kind of comes in and out when, when it suits them I just don't think it's a it's a healthy environment to be in and it's just getting worse in my opinion I see it, I've seen it um, go from 10, 10 plus years ago in our Bluebell side you, you got hammered if you miss a training session i could I could count on one hand the first five or six seasons how many times a certain individual would miss training mm. and now I think on average players are probably training four or five times a month Do you know what i mean yeah um, if that if that that that's probably been generous um so it, it it's definitely it's definitely changing i don 't know what. I don't know what the landscape is going to look like in ten years' time. To be honest with you, when when you know so much more has developed in the in the game, social media has probably then developed even further. There'll be different there'll be different um, distractions, if you want to call it. I I honestly I fear for that side of the game. Um, it's it's something that I suppose probably we could we could have a, a separate conversation on a different podcast about, but. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. I don't I don't know whether you see it at your club, Derek, or if if other listeners can maybe come in and and, and voice their opinions or or whatever they've seen. You know, but I just that's that's my own level of of opinion on that one. Yeah, I
0: I, I kind of agree with you in the sense that if you're gonna commit to something, you kind of need to commit to it. Um, and if you if you if you don't want to commit to a high level of football, um, then go play with a, kind of a, a lower level team. Play kind of a um, in a lower division But I think when, Especially when you're playing In the top divisions And you're competing um, In some of the top divisions You need to commit to that um, If you're if you're just looking For kind of a hobby where, And play a bit of ball And train once a week Then play at a lower level That's fine Like if that's the only Level of commitment That you can give But I think when you are when you are, Although it's only amateur football When you're playing In the top divisions Of amateur football There does have to be A, be, a bigger level yeah. of commitment there um, At the end of the day and, it is, and, It's intermediate football Like you know It's not uh, a kick around the park, with I mates, It is uh, kind of a, a serious level of amateur football, so
1: I think there has yeah. to be that level of commitment there. And I'm not knocking anyone. Or like uh, this is that's a personal choice. Like everybody does it for their own reasons and, and whatnot, and they have their own level. Like they could have, you know, they have a bit of pressure on from from a home with the kids or whatever it may be. Like uh, that's fine. I've absolutely no problem. But I just think, as you mentioned, I think if you're playing in the in the in the top divisions of, of what I would consider the best amateur league in the country there has to be a minimum requirement there has to be a minimum commitment level um, expected from the group of players and the managers and, and the committee and whoever else is involved in that club I just think if you can't give it you can't give it Um, Mm. and and as you say go and have a kick about with your mates that might only want to train once a a week or go out and play on a Saturday or a Sunday down the lower divisions that's fine it's each to their own and I just want to make that clear I'm not knocking anybody for doing it but I just think if you make a commitment to a club just try and stick to it
2: you know
0: Agreed uh, Andy I know we wanted to talk about uh, The work done by committees as well This evening But um, what, what I know We also uh, agreed before That we'd stick to the kind of Our timeline And we're we're just pushing on that now So uh, I, I suggest we kind of um, Maybe look at that next week We look at the, some of the work done by committees And the,
1: the challenges uh, Running a football club If that's alright with you Yeah there's As I said um, I think I mentioned it last week Derek There's been a number of suggestions Sent in to us On the, on the new um sort of segment of the of the, the podcast listeners corner. So thanks very much for everybody sending in their suggestions. We will compile them over the season and we will eventually get to them. But I suppose depending on the agenda and, and the week that's in it we'll we'll just try and take off as many as we can as they come up. Definitely.
0: Um just a couple of last mentions before we finish up. Um Killing the Manor are doing a fundraiser. I think it's, it's still a couple of months away um, in June, but it's an I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here fundraiser. So uh, it's intended to go towards improving the facilities at the club. Um, I know a few of the players um, are raising money for that. So uh, keep an eye out for it. I know uh, if you check out their Twitter page, you, you can you can definitely see um, some of the lads using uh, GoFundMe pages to, to raise money for that. Um, also... Um, if you're at a game, use the LSL Live Score hashtag. It's really important. Keeps us updated. Makes it easier for us to find out goal scorers and know what's going on in each of the divisions. And then, uh, have you went to add to that,
1: Andy? Yeah, just to follow on from the the hashtag, Derek. I, um, I was I was thinking of a an additional segment to the podcast, maybe, um, or even to just go out on Twitter. Um, a team, a player or a club of the of the month um, or of the week and we can mention them on the podcast and we can give them a, a mention. So the sort of caveat for that I'd be looking to do is um, you have to use the live score um, hashtag. So I know I've been guilty of, of uh, mm-hmm. neglecting it in the past. So if you can use the, um, the hashtag to um, highlight any goals to us, any players that have... You know, may have scored a hat trick or or whatever they've done in that that week, or if a club has picked up a big victory that week over their rivals, or if they're on a promotion push, or they might have pushed themselves out of the relegation zone. Just um, hashtag it and tag myself or Derek, and we'll give you a mention the following week if we feel it's worthwhile.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think um uh, uh one of our our kind of uh. Biggest fans, Derek, Doc O'Connor um, mentioned that perhaps we could run a segment on goal of the week as well with the amount of teams video on their matches, so uh, I know there was some crackers this week. Um, yeah, from We probably didn't uh, put enough time in to, to pick out a winner on that one, but definitely um, have a look at uh, Usher Celtic are doing great work with videos. Um, Cobh United, obviously St Kevin's, um, who else are, are videoing games at the moment? Uh, St Mochas have videos up there all the time. I'm, trying, yeah, I'm sure there's brilliant. loads. There's loads I'm forgetting about at the moment, but uh, there's some great content on there, and always, always some really good goals. So if you if you see a really good goal, um, flag it to us, and, and we'll try and mention it on on the podcast each week. Um, right, Andy, that's great. Uh, we we've probably gone over time there. So uh, as always, it's a pleasure speaking to you. Um, look forward to connecting again next week um, and uh, best of luck uh, for your own game this coming week as well
1: yeah thanks Derek same to yourself and, and see you next week cheers